we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the opportunity to worship and giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are into our third episode of our series entitled Daily Reminders. And today, this one is one that uh, I think will help us immensely in our daily activities. Today, we're going to be ha talking about having a daily routine of meditating on God's word, which is important for spiritual growth. A daily routine of meditating on God's word because it's important for spiritual growth. Now, when we started off this journey, we started off with episode number one, which was setting the basis for us, and it was talking about having daily spiritual habits Oh, having daily spiritual habits, right? Then the next thing we talked about, which was last week, was having daily heartfelt gratitude. And if you participated in this this week, this week should have been one of your brighter weeks of the weeks because it causes you to see things in a different light because it's the will of God for us to give thanks in every situation, all right? Today, 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 episode number three, we're going to talk about daily scriptural, scripture meditation, daily scripture meditation. And let's look at our definitions before we jump into the rest. So we're a reminder is one who or that which reminds, that which serves to awaken remembrance. Daily means happening or being every day, done day by day, bestowed or enjoyed every day. What is scripture? Scripture appropriately and by the way of distinction are the books of the Old and New Testament, the Bible. And meditation is close or continued thought, the turning or revolving of a subject in the mind, serious contemplation, serious contemplation. We are going to go through several uh, sets of scripture and be ready to write. The first scripture is going to be Joshua 1 and 8. Then we're going to go to Psalms 1, 1 and 2. Then Psalms 119, 11, 15 through 6, I mean, yeah, 15 and 16. Then one of our scriptures is Philippians 4 and 8. Now, there's a whole lot more, which I'll get to in a little bit later, but these are the ones I wanted to use for our opening. Here now is the word of the Lord. 
Joshua 1 and 8, English Standard Version says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Psalms 1, 1 and 2 says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Psalms 119.11 I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalms 119.15 and 16 I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. And then our favorite Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. The one thing that I hope you kept hearing was meditate. 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 Think about. Don't forget. Think Meditate. Why is it so important? Because today when we hear the word meditate, we think about yoga and seeing folks with their legs crossed and, and their eyes closed and their, and their uh, arms stretched out and they're, and they're, and they're doing their, their hum and all. And that's not what we are really talking about. Maybe you might think of Yoda from Star Wars when him and Luke were in the swamps. Or you might think about a guru from one of the Eastern religions. But... The Bible way of meditating is different than the world's description and definition of it. And it is important that we incorporate meditation into our lives. Why? Because, as I said from the beginning, it is a part of our spiritual growth. There is a very old Indian saying, um, let's say Native American for clarity. And the thing is, and this is what, this is what the, the, the thing says, that we have two wolves inside of ourselves. One is evil and one is good. And the question is, which one do you want to grow? The answer is, the one that will grow is the one that you feed. And so the same thing in our spiritual self, we can maintain our sense-ruled, flesh-ruled 
by what we see ruled environment or we can grow our spiritual self by feeding our spirit the word of God. A quick side note, that is why Jesus said when he was tempted that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so we have to grab hold of this that we have to make it intentional in spending time thinking about and meditating upon the word of God. <clears throat> so we look at meditation and we hear, as I said earlier, that they, some folks say that you have to have a special word that you say. And, and all these things are to get your physical self in tune so that you can be illuminated. But that's not what we want to focus on. We're not worried about our body being in tune. We want our spirit to be in tune so that our spirit can help us do the things with our body that glorify God. And so we want to not do it the way everybody else is doing it, but do it the way that God has designed for it to be done. Because it is very possible, it's very feasible for us to say, well, if everybody else is doing it, that might be the way to do it. Well, there is a, 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 a saying that I have heard, I've never heard it from my parents, However, there's a saying that if everybody else jumped off the bridge, are you going to jump off the bridge? So we want to do it the way that it is designed and the way that it is right and the way that God has said it should be done. Because when we do it God's way, we what? We get God's results. So we don't want this, uh, like I said, this illumination of our, of our body, because our body is already trying to control everything. We want the illumination of our spirit so that we can glorify God in our body. Y'all don't write me, please, about this, because it's... it's, it's it, it, it has to be a way that we do this so that God gets glorified, yes. so that God can help talk to us in our spirit so that our spirit can rule our bodies. Because right now, the body, for some of us, is the boss. We do whatever feels good. Whatever looks good, we do it that way. But we want to walk in the illumination of the Spirit of God. And so again, uh, another definition I have, meditation is the act of calling to mind some supposition 
pondering upon it, and correlating it to one's own life. A wicked individual meditates upon violence. The meditation of a righteous person contemplates God or his great spiritual truth. Y'all get ready to write. I'm going to give y'all some psalms to, to kind of bounce back on. I didn't want to put them all up on the board. Ready? Psalms 63 and 6. Seventy-seven and twelve. One nineteen and fifteen. Twenty. Uh, One nineteen twenty-three. Twenty-seven. One nineteen twenty-seven. One nineteen forty-eight. One nineteen seventy-eight. One nineteen ninety-seven. One nineteen one forty-eight. In case you didn't know, there's 176 verses in 119 Psalms. All right? And Psalms 143 and 5. These are all talking about what the power of meditation does to us. Why it is important for us to uh, meditate. Uh, for instance, Psalms 119, 148 says, My eyes are awakened, are awake before the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promises. 119.97 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You see what I'm saying? It, 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 it's telling us in the 119th Psalm that this is a process that we have to go through. This is something that strengthens us in our interperson so that it can help us to overcome our outer person that's trying to do things only for itself. Psalms 143 and 5 breaks it down like this. It says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you've done. I ponder the work of your hands. Okay, I'm going to stop now because I'll read all of them and I just said I want to read all of them. So the meditation is pondering, thinking about, rolling over in your mind, wondering, studying this word and, and making it a part of your thought process making it a part of your decision-making, the filters of who you are. And this becomes this daily thing that you do. I remember when I was very young, a couple of days ago, that when uh, it came time for prayer time before we went to bed, and I was giggling because my, my mother did the same thing with my uh, nephew. He's uh, four years old, and she, she's teaching him about praying. And it's so funny because as soon as she started, I already knew what, 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 what the prayer was. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Bless mommy, bless daddy, bless grandma, bless brother and sister, bless everybody. Amen. All right? So, 
because that has been repeated in my life, in my younger years, it has become a part of my mindset. When I, when I start talking about laying down, that still, to this day, a couple of days later after I've been taught it, still resonates in my mind because it's something that has been going over and over and over and over and over. And it's the same thing with the word as we meditate upon the word. It, it, it becomes, um, for y'all for city folks and for y'all country folks, there is this process that they use to describe meditation where they use the process of digestion for a bovine or a cow. They talk about a cow has four chambers in its stomach. And what it does is once it intakes the grass into its stomach, it goes into the first chamber. The first chamber does a little bit of work and then the chamber pushes the, the grass back up into the cow's mouth and they chew on it a little bit more. Now y'all understand when they talk about chewing the cud. Okay, anyway, so then it goes down into the second. So it's this process of these different chambers are pulling nutrients out of the grass, but it also needs this uh, grinding process of the, of the teeth in order to assist it to go into the next chamber. That's what meditation is like. It's like you, you read something and then you kind of bring it back up into your mind to, to kind of, how does this fit in my life today? How can I apply this? And, and then you drop it back down and just kind of let it rest in you a little bit. Then you pull it back up and think about it a little bit more. And you, you go through this process of continually thinking about what this scripture means to me, and you will realize that it can, it touches more than, it becomes more than just words in your mind. It becomes a part of your thinking process. It becomes a part of who you are because that's what you are thinking. The Bible breaks it down like this. It says, whatsoever a man thinketh, in his heart, so is he. So as you continue to meditate upon this word, you keep making this word a part of who you are. You keep thinking about how I apply this when situations occur. I'm not going to let a, a, a corrupt communications come out of my mouth. You, you start doing those type of things, and then you realize, wait a minute, I didn't cuss that person out this time. Y'all didn't slap that person. You, you, the word then becomes an active part of how your external operates because internally you have built up this power, this meditation in your mind that then makes your heart, uh, helps your heart to regulate how you react. This is why it's so important that we meditate on the word of God. Let me help you with this because it's very important. Meditation is something that you can do consciously or subconsciously. Yes. Part of my degree field is marketing. 
And one of the things that we learn in marketing is that repetition is the key in order to increase purchasing power. That's why you keep seeing the same commercial over and over again. That's why we have these things called taglines. Like if I say, have it your way, you're going to say, that's Burger King. Why? Because that's the tagline. Every time you hear have it your way, even if it ain't even at Burger King, you think about Burger King. Because those that's what meditation is because it's repetitive. You hear it over and over and over and over and over again. I remember when we were coming up, round about October, right after, uh, uh, well, no, the beginning of November, you would start seeing all these commercials about the latest toys that are coming out. Why? Because they had to get the kids ready to talk to the parents so the parents would buy the kids what it was. that they, This is all this process. They just took a biblical principle and changed it and adjusted it to manipulate you into buying what they want to buy. Yes, that's true. Instead of just having any car, you got to have a Cadillac. Just you gotta have if you if if you know if you want to drive a performance machine, then you have to get a BMW. Why? Because that is how this process works. Whatever you meditate on, whatever you uh, draw your mind to, and continue to go over in your mind. That's why my wife complains about this all the time. She is sound sensitive. So we can be watching a program, and when the commercial comes on, she'll be like, why you turn the TV up? Babe, I ain't touching the control. I ain't doing, well, why is it louder? Because they know you're going to try to get up and go to the refrigerator during the commercial. So they already have it set to be a louder volume. See, they already know. And so we, in like matter, have to already know the things that we need to do so that we can meditate upon the right thing, which is the Word of God. Listen, I'm, not, I'm trying to help you along this journey because this is a daily thing that you should be doing. There should be a scripture that you are constantly rolling over in your mind saying, how can I apply this? How can I live this? How can I do this in my life? Why? Because it's important for us to energize our inner man with the word of God. And so I want us to walk in this. I want us to live on, live in this. And, you know, we just heard how many times I said, look in the 119th Psalm for these various scriptures about meditation. It is something that in the Jewish culture, that, that's something that they do. Meditation is a part of what they do. I'm looking at us next year actually doing a hundred verse uh, memorization the month of uh, the year of 2024. I'm looking into it right now. Somebody's already written a book and we're looking, I'm looking at us going through that next year. It's going to be not during the church service where I'm going to do a separate thing, probably on Wednesday nights where I'm going to come online and we're going to go through it. Um, I'm going to put it all together uh, and, 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 and see. I'm not guaranteeing we'll do it in 2024, but I, that's, that's my 
goal. And the reason I'm saying that is because if I verbalize it, it makes me more conscious of what I said, so I don't put it off. Anyway, but it becomes this, this process where it, in the Jewish culture, this is what they do. Remember, it was talking about uh, we, we have to talk about the word to our children when they get up in the morning, when they lay down at night, and we got to put it on our doorpost. We got to put it everywhere. Why? Because the word is what changes us. The word is what rearranges us. And so in order for me to talk about it with my children, guess what? I need to know it so I can talk about it, right? Yeah. So it becomes this process. Those who meditated on the law day and night flourish like trees planted by streams of living water. Meditating on scripture gives the psalmist wisdom that surpassed their teachers and enemies. And it led to diligent obedience and kept them out of temptation's way. Meditation was a delightful practice. God's word tasted sweeter than honey because they meditated on it and because they just had this love for it. And, and then, uh, like all spiritual disciplines, scripture meditation is another way to become more attentive to the still, small voice of God and to become more willing to obey God's voice when we hear it. Paired with the study of scripture so that we get this deeper understanding and this rehearsing of scripture within our mind, it deepens the word of God's penetration into who we are so that we can become what God has designed for us to be. We have wrapped ourselves around and some of us have fallen into the trap that whatever we ask according to our will, he heareth us. And because he heareth us, he gives us the desire or he gives us the thing that we ask for. That's not what the scripture says. It says, whatsoever you ask according to his will. But we have made it think, well, I want this, so I'm going to pray and God's going to get That's not how this thing works. We pray according to his will. To understand God's will, we must understand God's will. And his will is what is written. And when we understand what is written, then we'll understand his will. Y'all catch that next week. Because y'all ain't like that one. Because meditating on scripture helps us to hear God's word to us. We experience even more uh, we experience even well-known passages in a whole new way the more that we meditate upon that word. Simple little scriptures become more in-depth and become more revealing the more because the word of God is life. The word of God is health. The Lord of God is truth. And it will reveal to you even more depth than just the words that you read as you meditate upon it. And it should become a burning part of your daily habits, your daily reminders. Remind yourself to Look into the, whatever that word is that you're looking into this week. One of my, if, I, if I don't find a word in my daily scripture reading, my favorite scripture to meditate upon is Isaiah 26 and 3. 
Why? Because it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because I trust in thee. Why is that important to me? Because my inclination is to be angry. So I need to have peace, and I needed to establish it, and I needed to have it be a part of my life. So when something comes at me to be angry, I say my mind is on the Lord, so I am in peace. Because I trust in God that God will keep me peaceful in the midst of the situation. Now when I first started that, that was not a fun thing to have to go through. But as I start, kept doing it and just, well, just walk throughout the day and just say, Thou shalt keep me in perfect peace because my mind is staying on you because I trust in you. And as I would go throughout the day, things would pop up and I'd be like, no, no, no reaction. Why? Because the word had become a part of who I am. And it becomes a part of who you are because you're living it in such a way that it will just cause your body, your external self, to act in a more calm and peaceful manner. Everybody wants peace. Everybody, But in order to get it, guess what? We have to be focused on it. It has to become the filter of our mind that will not allow things to get us angry to come into our mind. It doesn't mean that you just blow off things that make you angry, but it allows you to have a, a consciousness about you so that when you deal with it, you're not dealing with it from emotion, you're dealing with it from what level it needs to be dealt with. Because your emotions will fool you. And they will set you up for failure. And they will cause you to say things that you don't really mean to put you in situations you don't want to be in. So we got to be locked into this word daily, constantly. Okay, the other thing just came to my mind. That means you got to read every day. So that means you have to have something that you can actually meditate on. Could you imagine a, 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 you looking at a cow and you ain't seen him bite a bit of grass, but you still see his jaws moving around? You'd be like, what is he chewing on? Nothing. So what is he? Is he you, you ain't going to get no manure out of him. You're not going to get no milk out of him. And, and, the, and if, if you set him up for slaughter, the meat ain't going to have no muscle, so he ain't going to have no meat on him. We have to have something to digest. We have to have something to pick up and put into us in order to get to that level. My final thing for today. I don't care what you're trying to say to yourself right now. But I'm going to tell you this. Every day you are pondering and thinking on things. Every day. Like some of you, in the middle of what I'm trying to, to, to teach you about today is thinking about what you're going to make for dinner and, and, and what you're going to eat. Because it's something that you think about about this time every day. It's, it's around lunchtime. I need to think about what I'm going to eat, right? But my point is this. You are always thinking on things. Let's be more diligent about Choosing the things that we are going to think on. Because we could be, you know, you think about what I'm a, uh, 
I'm worrying about how I'm going to pay my bills because I, I didn't work as many hours this weekend, and so now I'm concerned about that or uh, uh, whatever. Whatever. There's things that you just keep thinking about. But let's refocus that, and, and if we can grasp the idea of meditating and continually thinking on something, and we know that God wants us to continually meditate and ponder on him, on what he has said, and what he has done, and what he continues to do, it will change our attitude. It will change our character. Just like we talked about gratitude last week, and if you participated in daily heartfelt gratitude over this week, I'm telling you, you had a better week than any of your other weeks because your perception and your interaction was totally different because you had a grateful heart. And because of that, you were able to see things in a different light. So with that all said, we always got things to ponder on. Let us now choose what we are going to ponder on so that we can glorify God in our bodies. Remember what I said about glorifying. Glorifying means that I am taking my light and putting the spotlight on someone else. And let's make it to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who has created us and not we ourselves, so that he can have preeminence in our lives. And as we are lifting him up, he says, I will draw all men unto me. So let us do this with diligence. As we have, as we, now this don't mean now stop heartfelt gratitude. We continue with the heartfelt gratitude now. This, this, this ain't not that we don't stop. And then we're adding in, let's uh, participate daily in scripture meditation yeah. so that we can grow and strengthen our inner man. All right? Amen. 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 If you have heard this today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ in we have a little complication here because the word of God will not resonate with you the same until you have that relationship. And in order to get that relationship is not a complex thing to do. The Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in, his heart, in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes and it's justified, and with the mouth one confesses, and is saved. And then it even goes on to say that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved means to be rescued and delivered. What are we being saved, rescued, and delivered from? The penalty of sin, which is death. The Bible says it like this. It says that the wages or the, the, the result of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Why is that? Because God wants you to have life and life abundant and everlasting. So make that decision today to accept Christ into your life. Realize that you are not your full total self without Christ. Once you accept Christ in your life, you become complete as he takes you through the process of conforming you to the image of his dear son. So we want you to grab hold of this, to walk in this. Now, let me say this. 
This is not an individual sport, it's a team event, which means that we're gonna come alongside you and assist you along this journey. You can contact us through email at info at godshousecc.com because I know we have folks that are not only here in the sanctuary, but folks all over the world that are, are looking at our, uh, our, 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 uh, our stream. And so we want to ensure that no matter where you are and, and, and where you be, that we can assist you. If you don't have... Uh, if you can't get the email, if you don't want to email, you want to text us, you can do it that way, 864-920-0100. Our international code is 1. So if you want to contact us via text message, you can do that also. Let us know so that we can come alongside you and assist you on this journey. We want God's best for you because it is the best for you. Well, friends and family, that's episode number three in the books, and I believe it is one that is going to assist you along your journey. It's going to empower, it's going to help you if you apply it. I can't force you to apply it, but I can tell you you need to. All right? And next week, it's going to be a very fun one, and we're going to talk about it next week. So tune in so you can hear about it. All right? With that being said, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.